when your you know loved one is having these behaviors, maybe it was a slam door, maybe it was disrespect, maybe they're isolating themselves, maybe they lied, right? You peeling that back and saying, what is being unfulfilled in you? And you want to fulfill these and teach your children, your family to fulfill them from the inside out, not the outside in. And so fulfilling these things, am I seen and heard and loved, belong and purpose of, you know, my creator, of myself, and then from the outside world? Unfortunately, today we're being very groomed in order to live outside in, right? And so it's how many likes do we have? How many people commented on this? When I go into a room, did anyone come over to me? Instead of when I go into a room, how can I serve this room? How can I, you know, be a blessing in this space? What can I do? It's very outside in. But we have to, as parents, go against the grain, Go as people, go against the grain and live inside out versus what we're being told and groomed to all the time, which is outside in. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the gratitude seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have a wife, mom, and dreamer that comes from a diverse background, including marine science, behavior, and family wellness. We are going to be talking today about an important topic for all of us, family. Um, the beautiful parts and also the challenging parts. I love to talk about the fact that uh, the people in our lives that bring us the most gratitude are also the, the ones that tend to challenge us most. And uh, I'm sure that we will have a, a wonderful conversation with Neely Harden. Welcome, Neely, to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. So I didn't want to, to go uh, into much detail about you. Uh, if you could talk to us a little bit about who you are and uh, the work that you're doing, that would be really nice. Yeah, absolutely. So um, like uh, you said, my name is Nellie Hardin and my husband and I, we've been together for a couple of decades plus now, and we have four daughters um, who are all teenagers right now. So we have 18, 16, 16, they're twins, and 14. So we are very much in the thick of all things parenting right now. You know, uh, first half of childhood is very different than second half of childhood as you're training them and gearing up for them to become young adults and out in the world on their own. There's a lot of training, a lot of, uh, you know, arena time uh, right now, if you will. So we're in that. And that is where I focus all of my energies as well, both professionally and 
personally. So I, um, like you said, my entire background is in biology and psychology. And when I left home at 17 to go off to college, I really wasn't in a place that I had a foundation um, that uh, was made of worth or esteem and value and appreciation of self or definitely self-confidence, that belief in self. And unfortunately for me and what happens to so many young people and especially young women going out in the world is when you are released out to the world without that firm foundation, you end up chasing worth everywhere you can find it. Anyone or anything that stands up and says, come over here. If you come over here, you'll be worthy of this. You'll be worthy of that. And you end up chasing it. And it's a rat race and it's awful. And it takes many people down some really uh, dark and hurtful corridors. And that was, that was my story too. And so then I, you know, I am a student and then later on a teacher of this combination of, you know, what's actually happening in my body. And then how is that being manifested in my mind, my personality, my interactions with the world. So I'm a student and teacher of this, but also going through a very deep healing process of my own. And then having four daughters in four years that I have to turn around and be like, okay, so I'm in this healing process now. I am just, you know, building this foundation as an adult, which is much, much harder because our frontal cortex, our, our neuronal pathways are very set when we're adults versus when we have the plasticity as a child. And so I was like, you know what, I have a mission and a purpose here to use what I know, use my personal experiences, use my career to not only turn around and help my own daughters build this foundation of worth, esteem, and confidence, in this in this realm of what I call the 6570. That's how many days are in 18 years. And we have this very unique and amazing and, and beautiful um, time frame that we have a different impact on our child's life than we will any other time in their life. And so I, I'm doing that, did that, and am still doing that, and also have this as my career, helping other people do the same with their families in their unique ways. Wonderful, wonderful. I think um, one of the most amazing things we can do as humans is to um, realize th those things that um, have actually that we felt that have have actually kept us from from going forward or for from living the the kind of life that we uh, we could have, and uh, wanting to to give that. To, to other people to help to helping them actually be able to not have to go through that anymore and um, this is this is something amazing and uh, like like I was saying in the beginning um, the the most I think mo mostly aside from nature uh, when when I ask people about what they're grateful for, they say they talk about their families and mm. um but also if uh, if you go into conversations with people um especially if if you have a more close a closer relationship with, with them they also tend to complain <laughs> quite a bit about their families especially if, if they have been um 
children. So um, I'm really curious on um, how can we can we find the balance between the, the fact that we are challenged by uh, the children, uh, but we also, of course, are very grateful for for having them and for for having them in in our lives. Yeah, I can uh, really speak to this as I am, like I was saying, in the thick of everything right now. And honestly, even this morning, um, you know, I'll just give you a real world example of this morning we were we were traveling. I was dropping off. I, I drive an hour every morning to drive various children off at various schools <laughs> of mine. And in that time, there was just some disrespect that was coming from one of my daughters and then trying to talk with that. I could tell that she was in a tired downward spiral and we were not going to get anywhere in a in a good place. And so I came home and I texted her and because I wanted her to read it later on after she had had some time. And so the text very much could have been you are rude, you are bad, right? All of these defining factors. And as parents the you are's turn into I am's, right? And so and that's an identity definition right there. And if I say you are being rude, you are, uh, you know, mean, you are whatever, then she takes that on herself as a definition. But instead, guiding her through that. So I agree. I think it's amazing when we can turn around and help other people up the mountain behind us for sure. Unfortunately, sometimes, and I call my daughters four corners of a square, they are so, so different from each other, even the twins. And, but sometimes they have to go through things in order to learn it. It, it, it will not be enough for them to hear it from you. But with your gift of insight and foresight of where they're going because of where you have been, you know what to say better. You know what to what they need to hear and how they need to be guided. And so when I texted her, it was, here are some questions you want to ask yourself before you have any words or actions or behaviors that come out, right? And so you know, ask yourself, is is this really who I want to be? Is this really who I want to present myself to the world as, right? And what you said earlier, so true. The people that we are closest to are the ones that challenge us and frankly, sometimes hurt us the most because there's this the safety net there. Like, of course, mom isn't going to, you know, cut me off and, you know, and be mad at me for the rest of my life. I have leeway to be mean to mom, but you really don't, right? And not that I would ever cut my child off or, of course, anything like that. But what they do in the home is practice for what they do out in the world. And if they're treating you unkindly, then that is just a step toward treating other people unkindly out into the world. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factors delicious meals range from calorie smart keto protein plus to vegan and veggie and they're ready in just two minutes customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle also 
discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Now, that isn't to say that you are their safe place and they can be their true raw selves in front of you. And that's a different thing, right? If they are upset, tired, confused. Uh, One of my other daughters is a drummer. And last night she had a new song given to her for a performance she has to give over the weekend. And she was just, ah, you know, and she was like rage drumming up in her room. (laughs) And I was like, that's okay. You can take it out on the drum set. I understand. And I totally get, and you are uh, 100% acknowledge that you are frustrated right now. I get that. But she wasn't upset with me. She wasn't upset with the people around her. She was upset with the situation. And that is okay, right? But when you take that and you let your emotions drive your bus toward how you treat other people, that's an entirely different situation. So my, I guess my shorter uh, answer to your question is, When those people around you are hurting and they're doing things that are hurtful to you, dive deeper than the behavior to find out what is really going on here and help walk them through that and train them toward a better outcome next time. That's amazing. And indeed, uh, when you're asking yourself questions, they tend to go in a, in a totally different direction. And it's it's a similar way in which gratitude works as well. Like if we ask ourselves what was great about today, we can think about those things that, that make us feel grateful. Um, if we just think about, okay, how, how the day was and all the, the challenges that we have, if we ask ourselves, this question, of course, we'll be able to come up with a lot of uh, answers to, to, to that question. So definitely. And um, I, I think this is a, a real, really powerful practice. But the the challenge, uh, aside from, from doing this and from developing this habit of doing this, I think is actually being able to control ourselves first. Mm. How do we do that? (laughs) Yeah, 100%. So, you know, a power struggle, which often happens between parents and children or just people in general, just always remember it takes two to have a power struggle. So if you drop your rope and you just pull up a chair, it's so much easier to hear them out and look through the behavior that they're having Every human that ever was, is, or will be has five needs in order to fill their worth. And that is that they need to be seen and they need to be heard and they need to be loved and they need to know they truly belong somewhere and they need to have a purpose that they're striving for that's pulling them in the forward you know, direction, forward momentum. And so I have yet in my life to have an altercation or be experiencing somebody that is having, uh, you know, uh, 
less than nice behavior toward me or just toward the world in general, that it did not, when you peel back the layers, did not come down to one of one or more of those factors, seen, heard, loved, belong, purpose. And so when your you know loved one is having these behaviors, maybe it was a slam door, maybe it was disrespect, maybe they're isolating themselves, maybe they lied, right? You peeling that back and saying, what is being unfulfilled in you? And you want to fulfill these and teach your children, your family to fulfill them from the inside out, not the outside in. And so fulfilling these things, am I seen and heard and loved, belong and purpose of, you know, my creator of myself and then from the outside world? Unfortunately, today we're being very groomed in order to live outside in, right? And so it's how many likes do we have? How many people commented on this? When I go into a room, did anyone come over to me? Instead of when I go into a room, how can I serve this room? How can I, you know, be a blessing in this space? What can I do? It's very outside in. But we have to, as parents, go against the grain, Go as people, go against the grain and live inside out versus what we're being told and groomed to all the time, which is outside in. So peel back those layers, see which one of those, and just ask questions, ask so many questions of yourself, if it's you, or of somebody else, right? Why am I really doing this? What is the core of what is happening? And so many times it is, I don't feel like anyone is actually seeing me and what I'm going through and the needs that I have right now. I feel invisible, right? Or I feel silenced. I feel like I can't talk and tell my story and tell my point of view. I feel silenced or I feel so unloved or I feel like I belong nowhere. That's a huge one, especially for our younger generations today. There's so many you know, my oldest daughter is a freshman in college and she went to this, um, it, it was called an involvement fair at, at school. And she went out there and there was hundreds of tents say, of people saying, come here, come here, come here, come to see me, come to see me. And she over signed up for things. And what you find a lot of times is you belong to so many things that you belong to nothing right? You belong to so many things that you belong to nothing. And so finding that one, you know, that one thing, maybe two things that you truly belong to, and then other things you want to be involved in is different, but things that you truly belong to, and then a purpose, what is going to wake you up in the morning to make you greet the day with joy, positivity, gratitude, and do whatever you're going to do to serve, serve, you know, yourself, others, the world that day, and go to bed and wake up and do it again the next day. And what, and it could change, you know, depending on what season of your life you're in, it could change, but just peeling that back of yourself and others around you. Definitely, it's a uh, it's a very important part of uh, actually. I believe that in general, we people tend to learn much more based on what other people see us do rather than what we're saying, basically. Mm-hmm. And uh, when we are able to do this with ourselves, to to peel those layers and to to go deeper and to see what which of the, the, the five needs actually uh, isn't being fulfilled at the moment. Uh, this this is very helpful 
as a process, the fact that we are doing this instead of um, just reacting like it would be the, the, the first instinct to just react and instead of um, looking into this and finding out the the reality actually of, of the need. And I think this is this is very interesting the fact that we uh, in many situations we tend to think that we want something when instead and we verbalize something else actually rather than what we actually need because we are not aware and um, I'm guessing the, the, the first step, the one that would make most sense is to to become as aware as possible um, with what is actually going on inside and then we can uh, overcome the challenges that, that are on the outside as well. And um, it's really not easy to do this when we tend to be uh, perfectionists when we tend to to over overdo some things to when we want to be perfect for for other people how how can we overcome this i think this is a a really big challenge in relation to gratitude as well like we feel that if things aren't perfect we can't be grateful or we just compare uh, the perfection we see on the outside with what we're living and we tend to, to not be grateful because it's not as perfect as it seems with other people. We're all grateful for having a roof over our heads and love the comfort it brings us. So we spend a lot of time indoors. Actually, did you know that Americans spend an average of 90% of their time indoors and take about 20,000 breaths a day? Unfortunately, the quality of the air inside is two to five times more polluted than outdoor air, according to EPA. With that in mind, I love having my windows open as much as possible to let fresh air in. But with the noise and air pollution, it's not always possible to do so. Thankfully, Air Doctor offers us an alternative that's quiet and efficient. Is the air purifier that caught the attention of CNN, ABC, Money, and many more. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mite, mold, and even bacteria and viruses. So our lungs don't have to. Even more so, Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code GRATITUDE and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to $300 off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free 3-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com that's A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com and use promo code GRATITUDE. Absolutely. So what you're saying is, uh, is exactly right. And there are four what I call roadblocks to this worth toward or to um, you going down the road toward 
seen, heard, loved, belong, purpose. And so you named two of them already. And that is perfectionism is one of the roadblocks. Comparison is one of the roadblocks. Today, especially, we see a lot of identity shifting, right? Uh, some people call it like a chameleon effect. You are this complete identity with one group of people. You're this complete identity with another and you're this, you know, and so whatever you go into, you're a completely different person. Now, that's not to say that in different areas of our lives, we have different versions or different parts of us that are more highlighted. Um, my daughter was write, uh, writing a paper one time, and I thought that she put it so eloquently. She said, uh, you know, we're a book and different uh, areas have different fonts, right? Um, and so you go into work and you have a different font than you have when you're at home versus what you have when you're, you know, out with your friends or what have you, but it's all the same, you know, identity. But today we're going so far as, especially our younger generations being completely different people with one group versus another. So that's identity shifting. And then the last one is people pleasing, right? We get into this, this uh, habit of what do you need? Okay, I want to fulfill that. I want to go further. And then you're just appeasing someone instead of growing who you truly are. And so those are four big roadblocks that we have there. And some things that I would really recommend are, you know, in order to um, get through those roadblocks and get toward fulfilling your worth needs for yourself and helping others do the same is journaling. I think journaling is one of the most profound things that you can do for many reasons. A, it can get the thoughts out of your head because when they're in your head, the cloud is so heavy and you walk around and you're trying to juggle so many thoughts and they're all running into each other, bombarding off of one another in your head. It gets confusing and it gets so, so heavy. So putting it on paper and literally just doing a brain dump on paper, it doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't need punctuation. It doesn't need to be spelled correctly. Thank goodness. You just get it on paper. And so then you can start to sort things out, sort out the truth, because when it is on paper and it's facing back at you, then it's so easy to tell if it's a lie or if it is actually truth, right? So, you know, a perfect example is maybe a young woman that is looking in the mirror and she's like, I feel so ugly. I feel so ugly. I am so ugly, right? And all these defining. And then have them write that on a piece of paper. I am so ugly and be like, is that actually true? No, it's not actually true, but it's how I feel. Yes, but it's not true. Crumple it up and throw it away. Right. And so when you get it out of your head and it's, you know, in, in some ways personified, or at least, you know, material, it's object, uh, uh, objective on a piece of paper, looking back at you, it's so much easier to tell if it's true or not. And also just sorting through those things, you'll notice that, okay, out of these 29 things I just wrote down, you know, five of them actually fit into this category, 11 of them fit into this category, but then it's not swimming around in your head and it's down there and you can start working on things or checking things off one by one. So journaling is fantastic. And in a relational sense, journaling between people is a fantastic idea too. 
especially with our kids that have very much uh, brains under construction. You know, our brains are not fully developed until about 25. And during the teen years uh, and this adolescence time, they're going through a mirror image of what they did during the toddler years as far as brain development goes. And so when you are thinking about how were they at two or three years old, oh, I'm noticing some of those same, you know, behaviors now, different subject matter, but same behaviors now. There's a reason for that. And when they are going through this developmental time, again, it's much better than for them to think of something to say in the moment that they actually mean instead of writing it down and having a journal. So journals passed between parents and kids or even siblings toward one another Honestly, even spouses sometimes, especially when they're in the throes of raising children, it can be really hard to say what you mean and mean what you say. And so a journal being passed back and forth is a great idea to actually get some true forward momentum going into a positive direction. And then the last thing I would say is just pause. You don't want to have a conversation, especially a courageous conversation that needs to happen when things are not calm. You want the first stage of a courageous conversation is to be calm. So if you're not, just put a pause on it. It's okay. And revisit it in 10 minutes or 10 hours or, you know, a couple days, but you need to be calm. So you're both in a, the best state of mind that you can be in. Um, And one last thing I want to say about that is as an adult, whenever we are stressed or under a lot of anxiety, our frontal lobe turns off. And we are then reliant on uh, the back of our brain, the, you know, fight or flight, the more amygdala part of our brain. And when you think about it that way, that is how your adolescent is living because that is what they rely on on the regular basis because they don't have that frontal cortex fully built yet. That's why all of my work has to do with biology, psychology, faith, and culture, because understanding the brain development will help you understand the psychology of your child so much better, too. And so that state that you're in when you're in a frenzy is how they operate on a daily basis. That's how they're operating when they're taking their biology test, you know, or, you know, meeting with a new people or new people or what have you. So just have some grace in there for that understanding how they're operating. Wow, this is powerful. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't even think about it, but it, it makes so much sense. It's uh, such a, and we were, we went through that as well. And we we had those kinds of challenges. And if we are to, to think about those times, of course, it, it wasn't too easy. And uh, fortunately, we had to write things, but and not the ones that we might have wanted, like, okay, what's actually going on inside of uh, inside of me? We had to write all kinds of uh, things that were related to school, to the assignments that we had and, and everything. Um, at least in, in my case, it was a lot of... Uh, um, so when I was thinking about writing, all I could, could think about was homework, you know, like, okay, <laughs> I had to write. And I'm guessing many, possibly many of our listeners uh, have this um, as well. Like we have created this link between writing in a journal or a 
in uh, a handbook or something and uh, having to do work, homework. How can we overcome this? Because I know uh, journaling is, is very powerful, but uh, it's it's a challenge for, for many people to get back this habit because it's not a part of the day-to-day activities for most of us, actually. Spend more time outside with fresh air in your lungs and healthier habits in your schedule by eliminating the hassle of prepping, cooking, and cleaning up after each meal. Stress-free eating is just one click away this spring. Factor's delicious meals range from Calorie Smart, Keto Protein Plus, to Vegan and Veggie, and they're ready in just two minutes. Customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little as you need. Pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Also, discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. Head to factormeals.com gratitude50 and use code gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's gratitude50 at factormeals.com gratitude50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Yeah, absolutely. So number one, you want to separate the times of those two things. So don't journal right before work or right after work, because then it will just get more enmeshed as to which was what. And so you want to have separate times. I would also include your other senses in there. So have different music on, put headphones on so you can be immersed in the journaling experience to make it as separate and unique of an experience as you can away from everything else. So use your senses. You can put on a candle that, you know, smells differently. You can use some oils that smell differently. You can uh, be in a different physical place. You can be sitting in a different way. Um, Like I said, the headphones sound. So make the experience as different as you can, uh, different times. So I do my journaling in the mornings. I do my, and then I, you know, do my workouts and my movement of my body, my meditation and things like that. And then I, you know, have my breakfast and then I get to work. So it's a separate um, endeavor there. And for someone that's new, I would really recommend getting a journal that asks questions. It might have some prompts because for a new person getting into journaling, you sit down at a blank page and you're like, um, I don't know what to do. And so maybe getting something that has questions in it. And if you are doing, you know, a passing a journal between parent and child, maybe you can ask them questions, they can answer them and vice versa, right? Because you want them to know that they are seen and heard too. And you want to know what questions they have for you. And so that would be a great way of connection and communication and bringing clarity to situations between parent and child or within a family as well. Just ask the questions in a journal prompt form. Excellent, excellent. I think this this one is is really powerful because, like like you said, when we when we see the blank page, we're like, okay, what do I need to do now? What what should I do? We we work with questions, and uh, I think this is a really important idea that uh, our listeners can take from from this conversation. Um, the questions that we ask ourselves 
are very powerful. They give direction and they, they can make us feel different things. And um, that's why I believe it's not ideal to, uh, to ask questions like, okay, why is this happening to me? And all kinds of things of this nature, because our brains want to answer those questions, right? <laughs> and uh yeah we we will find reasons why oh absolutely the excuse factory will start you know going and and all of those will come out and then it will be the oh poor me instead of what can i do so just a great you know starter question that people can ask is am i operating at my best right now and if not why and what can i do about it right so am I operating at my best right now? If not, why? And what can I do about it? And so that will just start the, you know, the, the cogwheels turning into a forward motion to say, okay, I'm not working at my best right now. I feel really tired and run down. Uh, why? Maybe it's because I don't feel like I'm being seen and heard. And I feel like I am trying and trying and trying and no one is seeing or hearing me. So what can I do about that? Well, why don't I actually say to people, you know, the loved ones in my family, I really need you to listen to me. Can you listen to me for just a moment? I love you. I care about you. I want nothing but the best for you. And I feel like I haven't been heard lately and I want to help you go through this situation right? Just, and that was just something off the top of my head, but that's the point. Am I working at my best right now or, or um, living at my best right now? If not, why? And what can I do about it? And so always having that, maybe just even once a week asking yourself that or every day to start off with, if you don't have any other prompt besides that. Um, but what is holding me back is such a powerful question. It's not, why are things happening to me? Oh, poor me. It is what is holding me back because then you can identify things and work through them so that those barriers aren't there anymore. Exactly. Exactly. And um, one of the, the things that I um, think about when, whenever um, I, I think about these kinds of questions is it, so in relation to your, to the example that you gave, is the fact that, for instance, many conflicts have to do with being hangry. Mm. You know? <laughs> and uh, it's like whenever I get uh, angry too fast, I, I ask myself, did I, did I drink? Did I eat? Are, are these in place? Everything's all right from this point of view. You know, so um, it's very interesting how how we were because we tend to um to get into a state in which it's really easy to to start conflicts or to be very reactive just because we don't have some of the the basic needs basically <laughs> uh, met, yeah. right 100%. There's, um, if any of you have, uh, your listeners have heard of HALT before, right? That's the name of one of the cycles that I go through with my thinking cycles that I teach for esteem, but it's also the acronym for 
when to not make a decision. And that is when you are hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. You know, it's the kind of the same basis as don't go to the grocery store when you're super hungry, right? Because then you're going to, you know, I don't know, end up with a, a basket full of Cheetos or something. But um, yes, so hungry, angry, lonely, or tired are not the times to dive into a big discussion or one of those courageous conversations I talked about or make a decision. And honestly, as parents, that can be really hard because during the day, you're so busy and doing all of this and that with the kids. And then it seems like the only time that you have with your spouse might be at night when you're exhausted after the day and you just look at each other and you're like, okay, now I guess we need to talk about this, but that's not the time. (laughs) That is not the time. Set up a date that you can have. Get up early in the morning if, if you need to, but at night, at the end of a long day or just a day in general, it's not the time to dive into those. You will not be heard in the way that you need to be heard. You also won't listen in the way that you need to listen. You won't be able to have those active listening skills because your brain is starting to shut down for the day. Those literal cognitive uh, connections, those those um, neurotransmitters are being shut down for the day. And so it's not a good time to have those. So yes, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, not the time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I feel that it's... It's very similar with gratitude. Like when we are in these kinds of states, it's really hard. Like uh, whenever, let's say, if someone asks us about uh, what we're grateful for, we're like, I just need to focus on survival right now. Don't ask me these kinds of things. I I need to to focus on on something else. And we tend to uh, not be able to actually go go through all of the the things that we are grateful for and that we do appreciate about um, the person uh, that we're with or um, the the family in general. So yeah, it's, uh, it's normal. And I believe it's important for, for, for us to acknowledge the fact that in those situations, it's really much harder to, to feel grateful. That's why it's important to take care of them. And then it will be much easier for, for us to, to be grateful so um we are nearing the end of our time together and uh, i wanted to ask you where can our audience get in touch with you where can they find out more about you yeah absolutely i like to keep it simple so everything can be found on my website which is just nellyharden.com our social communities uh you can be li- linked to from there our resources master classes things like that can all be found on nellyharden.com Perfect. And if you would uh, leave our audience with uh, just one idea, something uh, that you feel would uh, resonate with uh, everyone listening, what would that be? I would just say, you know, one of the sayings that I have is find joy in the crevices. And it doesn't matter how dark a situation is. And I've been through some very dark situations myself, but there is always joy that can be found and gratitude that can be found somewhere in the crevices. And there was this book we used to read and there was a a beautiful flower that came up in this 
um, you know, kind of war-torn cement slabs everywhere area. And that's what it reminds me of. There can, you can always find it. You just have to look for it. Excellent. Thank you so much for, for being here, for sharing your wisdom and your knowledge with us and uh, for just being so present. Well, thank you so much for having me. Hey, Gratitude Seeker. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview. I really appreciate it. And if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it, share it with them. It might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better. Thank you so much once again. This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you experiencing more lack in your life than you used to? Unfortunately, some things are not in our control, but we can control how we see them. Join me on a seven-week journey from lack to abundance through gratitude. Go to georgianbenta.com slash abundance course. That's georgianbenta.com slash abundance course to join me now.